Welcome to this month's Bonkers.ie podcast, where I, Quiva, will be joined by our head of communications, Dar Cassidy, to discuss how you can save money during the Christmas period that lies ahead. From cutting your winter energy bills to smart shopping tricks and gifting ideas, we've got a wide array of money-savvy saving tips so you can make the most of the festive season without breaking the bank. And for all our eco-conscious customers out there, we'll also be touching on ways you can have a more environmentally friendly Christmas and reduce the amount of waste your household will produce. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome to our Christmas podcast, Dara. Thank you. So although Christmas is fast approaching and it is known as the happiest time of the year, it's also a very stressful time of the year for many families who are trying to, you know, find the extra money to give everyone the presents they want to give, to pay for the energy bills and for all the food you're going to eat as well. So we decided to put our heads together and do a little research to find the best ways to celebrate Christmas on a budget so you can enjoy the festivities without breaking the bank. And we also found some environmental practices and habits that we can adopt too. So let's get started. And first things first, let's talk about presents. Yeah. Yeah. We all know that families can spend hundreds, if not thousands at Christmas buying presents and little knickknacks, especially now with money being tight, many people are trying to move away from gifts that are going to be either left unused or dumped. So I wanted to ask you, Dara, do you have any practical ways that people can save money on Christmas presents and ensure that they're not wasted? Absolutely. I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. At Christmas time, we often get so much Tash. And whilst it's the thought that counts, it's really, really good if that thought is something that the other person is going to get use out of. And I think this is really the year with inflation at a record level, energy prices at record levels, that you don't want to be spending maybe 30, 40, 50, or even up to 100 euro on a friend or family member for something that they don't need and they don't want. For me, I think experiences are really, really good presents and they're also better as well from an environmental point of view. So when I talk about experiences, uh, you know, a concert ticket, a ticket to a comedy show, a gallery, a night out, something that you can give your friend or your family member and maybe you might go together. And of course, it's a great thing to be able to look forward to after Christmas, maybe in January or February when things are a little bit bleak. And if you're going to an event or a show in January, February or maybe a little bit later, you can make a bit of a nice out of it. You can, you know, have a few drinks beforehand or maybe a meal beforehand. And it's something that people might remember. And it's something I usually do with my family. So in previous years, I've gotten them tickets to the Grand Canal Parish and we've gone to see a show. And as I said, it's something to look forward to. And it's a nice experience. If you're getting something maybe for family members who have young kids or maybe for, you know, your niece or your nephew, activity vouchers. So maybe things like a voucher for bowling, the zoo, center parks. Although mind you, you might want to have a bonnet for you might want to be winning the lotto these days but you know it is expensive center parks so maybe a hundred euro or 200 euro voucher to contribute towards us might go down really really well paying for babysitting right and i know this is kind of maybe like a strange thing and people might feel that when you're handing over the card you're not giving them anything but you can also maybe make up a fake card or something fun but if you talk to a lot of friends who have young kids babysitting is a real 
expensive thing these days. It's tough to get people to do it. And maybe at Christmas, just saying to your friend or family member or as young kids to say, listen, you know, this is me giving you three weekends of babysitting for free over the next six months. You just have fun. That can kind of be nice as well. Another thing is maybe paying for swimming lessons, actually. Not that swimming lessons are necessarily that expensive, but the cost can add up. But maybe if you have a niece or a nephew and you're quite close to them, you could say to your brother or sister, I'll bring your kids to the swimming and I'll wait for them and I'll drive them there and drive them back because swimming is such an important skill to learn. That might be a nice little thing as well. Fuel vouchers are another one. So they may be suitable for someone who is just learning to drive and has bought their first car. And then also maybe an online newspaper subscription, which is obviously more economical as well. Now, I don't know if, if, if your dad or mom is like my dad who loves going out to actually buy the newspaper. And I think if I bought him a newspaper subscription or even a subscription where the newspaper is delivered to the door, it would probably kill him because that would be his morning routine gone. But um, if you have a friend or family member who you know would absolutely love it, I think that's a little gift as well. There's some really great ideas and I do think my dad would actually be devastated if I got <laughs> him an online newspaper subscription. But what about people who are looking to get deals? Yeah, no, good question. So obviously try avail of discounts where possible. So most listeners probably have a Revolut account at the moment and Revolut has cash back on a a range of, um, you know, online subscriptions and restaurants and things like that. But it also recently introduced this new cashback offer where it offers 3% cashback on a host of online brands and retail shops. So it includes Amazon, I think, Boots, Brian Thomas, and literally you just go into the app and you pay from the app. So make sure that you don't go directly to the site. So you go through the app and then if you pay with your Revolut card, the cashback of 3% is automatically deducted from the checkout. So it's actually a really, really, I think, ingenious feature. And the 3% cashback is deducted almost immediately. So you don't need to wait for it for a few weeks time. So if you're buying something big, just check out Revolut and see if you can maybe buy through Revolut instead. I actually didn't know about this and I use Revolut all the Mm -hmm. time. If I go in store, will that automatically happen if I pay with my card? No. So you have to go through the app and you have to do it online. Now, I will be honest, sometimes I prefer doing it through my laptop as I understand sometimes buying things through your phone isn't really that convenient. So I get that, but it does need to be through the app itself. If you go straight into store or you go straight to the website online, even if you pay with your card, you won't get the cash back. And will that still work if items are on sale or, you know, there's big Christmas sales? Yeah, it's 3%. Whatever you pay, whatever discount is, it's another 3%. So it's actually really, really good. By the time people are listening to this, Black Friday or Cyber Monday may be over. But if you can buy around the sales, that's obviously a good idea. But don't feel pressured into buying you know, during the sales either because the Christmas sales are only five or six weeks away. Sometimes those deals that you actually see during Black Friday and Cyber Monday actually aren't that great. So which the Consumer Magazine has done lots of research previously, which shows that quite often these big items that are supposedly on sale during the summer sales or the Christmas sales or particularly Black Friday have actually been on sale at other times throughout the year for cheaper. So just do your research beforehand and don't get conned by any big sticker saying 300 euro off or 400 euro off. Obviously, if you can buy around the sales, that's a good idea. 
Obviously, you're not going to do this if you have young kids and they're expecting Santa to arrive late on Christmas Eve. But if you're buying stuff for friends or maybe long distance family members who you know you're not going to meet until maybe early in the new year, perhaps actually look at postponing buying the gift until after Christmas where you can buy us during the sales. Um, I know sometimes people like to have this idea on Christmas Eve of all their presents nicely wrapped under the Christmas tree, but like, what's the point in buying maybe a eau de toilette or a new perfume for 70 or 80 euro when you know two days later it's going to be maybe half the price? So yeah, maybe just think about doing that as well for some of your presents. Going out to places like Kildare Village Outlets and picking up some stuff, they've some good deals as well. Again, just be careful. I kind of find I've gotten good deals out there. I mean, I think Moulton Brown, they've gotten some good discounts. Sometimes I find that I go into some of the shops and maybe the quality of the stuff is a little bit different in some of the brands. What people may not realize is that Levi's and some of these brands, they actually make clothes specifically for the retail outlets. So the quality of the jeans or the jumper that you buy maybe in one of these outlet stores isn't going to be the same as if you bought it in Brown Thomas. So just be careful about that. But there's some good value out there and there's some good discounts. Maybe making gifts by hand. Now, if you gave your young niece and nephew a hand gift, I'm not sure if they'd necessarily like it. They might be wanting a new phone instead. But I do think as you get a little bit older, it is, I think, the thought that counts. And maybe you might bake a cake for someone. So I think that's something that you could do there as well. And then just maybe use up old gift vouchers as well. People probably know now that there's a five-year expiry date on gift vouchers. But that five years might come quicker than you remember or that you might think and also you may have gotten gift vouchers last year that you haven't used and you could maybe use them for buying stuff for your friends and family this year so just you know have a route around the, the drawers and stuff to see if there's any vouchers in there that could be used so that five-year extension on gift cards is that new Dara? because i thought some of the cards could lose money within the year no, good question. So it was brought in, I think, in 2019. So it is relatively new. So if you have a voucher that's lying around that was maybe bought before then, it may actually be now not usable. But any new voucher that's bought into the five-year rule, just be careful, though, if you're maybe buying a gift voucher for someone else, that some of them can have fees that can be charged an activity fee after maybe a year if you haven't used them so in some ways sometimes it's almost better to give cash to someone i know it might seem very christmasy handing over 50 euro sometimes you feel as if it's better to give your niece or your nephew or your friend some type of voucher but sometimes vouchers they can be a bit cumbersome and obviously one for all vouchers can only be used in certain places and i think one for all vouchers do have that fee that kicks in after a year the dundrum town center gift card that has a pretty hefty fee as well think that kicks in after a year so just be mindful of that as well yeah i've definitely been caught with that dundrum one and is there anything else dara maybe just as well finally if you're buying group presents maybe see if maybe you could arrange a night out instead again getting back to the idea around having an event something to experience you know a little bit of fun if you have a group of maybe five or six close girlfriends or guys you may be tempted to all buy yourself something or even do a Chris Kindle, which can obviously save a bit of money but maybe just saying hang on why don't we just all have a big night out instead and you know that might save a bit of money Yeah, and just going back to what you said earlier about activity vouchers and kind of events to bring your family to, I know for myself personally that I've asked to get 
personal training sessions wow. for next year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Preparing <laughs> for Christmas. I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah. So that's what I've asked my family to. So I can actually use it because there's so many times I get an unwanted bath set or like a jumper that's hideous or something that I just don't want or won't suit me. As well as costing you money and you buying someone something that they don't want, it adds to waste. Yeah, now funny you should mention waste because I really do think about the environmental impact Christmas can have. And I was actually looking into this. So according to repack.ie, 95,000 tons of packaging waste goes into our landfills during Christmas every year. That's a large sum. And to put that into perspective, that is the equivalent of 714 spires, wow. 9.4 Eiffel Towers, and two Titanics without people on it. <laughs> so that is shocking. And if you can just imagine the damage that waste is doing to our environment, we should really be moving towards gifts that will last. And I think longevity is key. And there's a few things I want to add as well. So for instance, for myself, every year I make a list and I just stick to it. And it really helps me not, especially during the sales, like Black Friday and Cyber Monday, not kind of getting sidetracked and buying things that I don't need. Um, I also set a budget for each person so that I don't overspend or underspend on someone. And we do the Chris Kindle or a secret Santa. We do it in work. Yeah. And I also do it with my friend group and we set a budget. And what's really cool is there is an app out at the moment, Elfster, I think it's called. And you can make a wish list, especially with Secret Santa in work. Like I don't have a clue to be buying, yeah. what to be buying some people, but it really helps if someone just outlines what they want. And I do think it comes back to what you were saying that we do want to avoid buying novelty gifts that are just gonna sit in your drawer and buying things people will use is way more important. So a 20 year gift for someone, that is useful is way better than a 100 euro gift they're not going to use. Yeah, no, completely. And I think that app is actually really, really good that we're using. And I love the feature where you can put in what you want. But yeah, we've all had those Chris Kindle gifts that are just, you know, novelty gifts, the, the comb that's given to the guy with no hair or the shampoo that's given to the bald guy. And like you just look around and there's nothing but like plastic and everyone is just wasted money. So yeah, I think that app is absolutely great. So then as well as buying presents, big cost at Christmas is decorating your home. So how can people decorate the home for a little bit less? Yeah, I was looking into this and there's several ways you can do this. So for instance, reuse your Christmas decorations instead of buying new ones. I know that I have decorations that have been going back generations, it seems, because of the state of them. But it is good to just decorate the tree and they have sentimental value as well. As well, if you know you're going to replace your decorations next year, Maybe just wait until after Christmas because the prices of decorations are slashed as soon as Christmas is finished and you're going to get really good discounts on them. And also craft your own decorations. I have loads from primary school that are still on the tree and I get all my little nieces and nephews involved and we make them for the Christmas tree and it's a really nice moment. And, it, you know, they make the, give the tree a bit of character yeah. as well. And also use solar lights outside if you're going to stick some lights around the garden or in the trees. They can be really easy methods to bring down the cost of your Christmas decorations. What about the Christmas tree? Okay, because there's always a big debate about a real tree versus an artificial tree. So what are our thoughts there? It is a common debate, as you just said. And, you know, people can be weighing up, is it better to invest in an artificial tree? Because economically, that's probably better for you because you can use it year in, year out or to buy a real one. Although buying an artificial Christmas tree does make more sense economically, 
they are worse for the environment. So I do always try to encourage people to stay away from if possible. If you look into the figures on the carbon footprint, let's say a 6.5 foot artificial tree has, it's double the carbon footprint for a real tree that's dumped in a landfill or disposed of in a landfill and more than 10 times the carbon footprint of a real tree, which is burned. And that's massive if you think of all the Christmas trees in Ireland, Mm -hmm. as well as this, because artificial trees are plastic, they're usually coming from China and they're not recyclable and they won't break down the landfill. And you have to also think about the transportation emissions that are coming as well from getting them brought over here. On the other hand, the benefits of real trees is they can be bought locally and you can support small businesses, tree farms, and they can be recycled and replanted. And a really cool initiative that's kind of taking off in Ireland now at the moment is that certain companies are providing a service where you can rent a Christmas tree in a pot, meaning that there's zero tree waste coming from them. And this is really important, seeing that trees can take anywhere between six to 14 years to grow depending on the height you want of the tree. It's a really good circular economy practice to take part in the rent-a-tree scheme. Mm -hmm. And they can be replanted and cared for by the supplier as well after you return them. And this can be done either at a corporate level and also a domestic level. So I would recommend getting a real tree over an artificial one if you can choose. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love the smell of real trees as well. It adds such a kind of a festive feel to the house or to the office. So what I guess what I'm hearing is a fake tree is maybe good for your pockets, but the real tree is better for the environment. Definitely. But I would say as well, you know, with fake trees or artificial trees, sometimes they break. You might move and want a bigger one or a smaller one, or sometimes you might get a white one because it's in vogue or in fashion. Then a few years later, it's not. So quite often those artificial trees need to be replaced every few years as well. So leading on from the environment, what steps can environmentally conscious consumers take this Christmas to save money and give responsibly, Dara? So for me, I think the big thing is around wrapping, okay? So first of all, ask whether or not the gift even needs to be wrapped in the first place. It's the gift that counts. No one is ever going to say, oh, I remember that gift I got last Christmas and it was just wrapped beautifully. It's what's in it or it's the experience that you decide to go on. If you do wrap it though, look at buying recyclable uh, wrapping paper. And if you are buying something, ask yourself, does it need to be actually wrapped in a bag? So if you might go into, let's say, Arnott or even Brian Thomas, you could be buying a gift and they might pull it in a really nice Brian Thomas bag. I know sometimes people like walking around the Brian Thomas bag or maybe like a fancy bag from some other shop. If you're just going to go home and wrap it, what you need the bag for? Like if you have a suitcase or a briefcase or a backpack with you, I always say, no, just like troll in here. You know, it's fine. So yeah, for me, it, it's wrapping that people really, really need to go down on. Whether it's the wrapping when you buy it in the store and then the wrapping when you actually give it to the person. Um, if you're buying stuff online, and people who are listening have probably all experienced this. I mean, I have bought tiny things online from Amazon that come in the most humongous boxes filled with all sorts of paper inside. Maybe look at not buying online if you can. And obviously you can support your local high street. If you do buy stuff online, maybe look at trying to buy from one shop if possible. If you're buying from Amazon maybe try do it in one order. Now, sometimes Amazon will still send the stuff out at different times. I get that. But I've done it myself sometimes where I look on Amazon and I think, yeah, I'll buy this. And I think, oh, do you want to have a look on next day or the day after? If you do that, then absolutely everything is going to be sent out separately in different boxes. So try to see if you can order everything online at the same time. That can help as well. 
we were talking about newspapers earlier on. There's obviously subscriptions that you can buy that the newspaper is delivered to your home. Maybe actually look at buying a friend or family member an online subscription in, instead. Um, although, mind you, I don't know if the online subscriptions make the newspaper companies quite so much money. So I'm not sure if they'll necessarily be happy. But, you know, certainly from an environmental point of view and a waste point of view, that's a good idea as well. And maybe just look at buying environmental gifts, you know, water bottles. And um, if you buy clothes, clothes that are made from organic or recycled materials and things like that. And then, of course, as we've kind of touched on or discussed at the start of the podcast, rather than buying plastic and tat, look at buying expensive experiences so you know holidays tickets to shows galleries things like that i do think a really cool initiative that um pennies is doing as well and i do think other shops might take it up in the future is with their paper bags that they give their customers they have christmas designs on them so they could be turned into wrapping paper that's actually a really good idea and just on maybe recycling clothes as well maybe a slightly off topic but h&m i think is a great thing where you can just bring in a bag of clothes and they will then actually give you a five euro off voucher for your next purchase. Now, I know you might say <laughs> you're just then buying more clothes, but it's a great way to get rid of clothes that maybe you feel aren't worthy enough for a charity shop or maybe just wouldn't be done. And then H&M takes them in and they'll recycle them. And like I said, they give you a five euro off voucher, which I think is kind of handy as well. I use it all the time. I never knew this. This is brilliant. <laughs> so Dara, do you have any Christmas food shopping tips? So just a few. So... Christmas is a time that's often associated with splashing out on the finest foods and eating huge amounts. But it is easy to get swept up in the festive excitement and purchase more food than you need, which of course leads to high levels of food wastage. So to avoid buying too much food, obviously make your list stick to it as much as possible. But remember to check cupboards and freezers before you go out. Now, this is good advice at any time of the year, but particularly at Christmas. There's no point in buying stuff that you already have in the cupboard and that you don't actually need. Always a good idea, I think, as well, to go by yourself or maybe with your partner or helper and not the kids. It's very easy when you have young kids with you to get distracted and they want all sorts of things pull into the trolley. So, you know, be a man or a woman on a mission, go by yourself, have that list and just stick to us. Get creative with leftovers as well. So, I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of turkey and ham left over. So think about ways that you can use that leftover food that you're not throwing it out. Using in-season vegetables is another good idea because that will usually cost you less. Also frozen vegetables. So there is a feeling that frozen vegetables are worse than fresh vegetables, whereas actually the latest science is actually the opposite. Unless you're buying, you know, asparagus or you know oranges that have just been picked and um, quite often like you know frozen broccoli frozen carrots are just as nutritious if not more so than fresh uh, vegetables and of course they last way longer i throw out so much fresh fruit and veg it's awful i feel so bad so i think that's another good tip to look at as well and just the supermarket loyalty vouchers so duns has the popular one the 50 euro and get a tenner off super value they change i think depending on how much you spend which i actually think is a good idea so i mean i live by myself i'm usually not going in spending 100 euro or 50 euro so my one with super value is sometimes i spend 30 euro get a fiver off which is nice just be careful that you don't start trying to spend the 50 euro to get the tenner back and actually end up buying stuff that you don't need which in turn of course leads to food wastage 
I find as well that the supermarkets such as Duns and Super Value, which have these voucher deals, tend to be actually more expensive than Tesco, which doesn't. And I think Tesco, I find, sometimes has more deals on offer. So I'm trying to say is that I actually sometimes think the supermarkets with the vouchers actually aren't really that much cheaper than the ones without the vouchers. So as we were discussing with sales and Black Friday, just don't get duped by some of these sales practices and money off vouchers and all this type of stuff. And sometimes they, they kind of are too good to be true. But that's not to say that you can't use them. Just, you know, like I said, don't be spending money for the sake of it to reach that 50 euro limit or whatever it might be. One thing that I always do, Dara, when I'm looking to go out for dinner for Christmas, because you have so many dinners that are arranged over the holiday season, is to look for places that offer set meals. And they're usually cheaper and you get your starter, your main and your dessert, maybe even a drink for a really good price. And maybe places that offer a bring your own with a little bit of small corketry. They're kind of getting increasingly popular. Yeah, bring your own beer places. They're great. So last but not least with gas and electricity prices at record highs as we well know energy bills are going to be a big source of worry for people this winter and of course at Christmas energy bills do tend to go through the roof as there's more entertaining at home there's more people at home so I think looking at ways that you can save on your energy bills is important and Quiva you were firstly looking at LED lights now I'm kind of always a bit suspect about LED lights when it comes to Christmas lights because sometimes they're not great no Yeah, a lot of people think this because they don't think the lights are shine as bright and they're way dimmer and they give a cooler light. But actually, they've recently been developed that they have the ability to flicker and change colors. So they are going to give you the quintessential Christmas experience that traditional light bulbs would give you. But they are going to use 90% less electricity, which means you're going to be getting cheaper bills. And also you're going to be taking off a lot of pressure that the national grid is under at the moment. So I do think adopting LED lights is the way forward for the future anyway, but it should be something we should all be doing. And you can still decorate your tree to look great with them. One reason why it is so important, as I mentioned there, as it will alleviate the pressure on the grid is, you know yourself that we're in a lot of danger of electricity blackouts this Mm -hmm. year. You know, we're under a lot of strain and there is electricity shortage. In fact, one EU agency has found that Ireland is facing up to 6.25 hours without electricity this winter, meaning reducing our consumption is important. So we really should all be playing our part by purchasing these LED lights. Yeah, and I think that we were kind of saying earlier on, try and reuse old decorations, don't buy new things unless you have to. This is maybe the one thing that actually do throw out the old lights and actually buy new ones. <laughs> That's where maybe, yeah, out with the old and in with the new is a good idea. Definitely, I 100% agree. And it's not just domestic households that are doing this. Local authorities in Ireland and kind of across Europe, the globe, are adopting LED lights, which shows if it's good enough for them, it's definitely good Mm. enough for my house. For instance, Dublin street lights are so popular every year. There's about one million light bulbs put up. And a lot of people are kind of wondering, you know, we're under such strain with the electricity crisis. They're going to be using up so much for electricity. But all of these lights are now LED. And it's the same with Cork City's lights as well. And also on London's Oxford Street, their lighting display is also LED lights. And it's expected to use two thirds less electricity than it did. So it just kind of shows that these lights do work. And they're able to give you the Christmas experience that you want to have. A few other things that I would add is obviously turning down the thermostat. Yeah. So if you turn the thermostat down by one degree, you can shave 
up to 10% of your heating bill. I think it's really important to do it over Christmas though because your house may be naturally warmer over Christmas than it usually would be. You just may have more guests over, more body heat. You may have candles burning. You may even have an open fire burning. So actually just turning down the thermostat by maybe one or two degrees is a good idea. And as I said, this is really the one year you don't want to be getting a shock gas bill or heating bill also look at cooking a little bit more clever so a lot of cooking goes on over the christmas period as well and there are a few kind of simple things we can do to reduce the energy we use while we're cooking when the food is nearly cooked you can turn off the oven or turn off the hob around maybe five minutes beforehand and then just use the latent heat to finish cooking what's inside you might consider investing in an air fryer or a slow cooker now not for your sunday roast i get that but just maybe even for the future because these are becoming really really popular if you have hot food, always wait before pulling it into the fridge to freezer. Don't pull it in directly. Wait maybe about an hour because if you put in hot food, the fridge to freezer has to work extra hard to cool down the food and it uses more energy. Also, just be careful how often you're opening and closing the fridge and freezer door because for every maybe 10 to 15 seconds that you open up the fridge or the freezer, it takes around maybe 45 minutes for it to cool down to its original temperature. And during those 45 minutes, it has to work extra hard and use extra electricity cleaning out the cooker is a good idea as well it means it'll be more efficient it also means as well if you clean out the window at the front you'll have to constantly opening and closing the door to see what's going on inside and to see how well your food is cooking pull the plug so this isn't as big a problem as it used to be but some devices left in like games consoles things like that can continue to draw and use a little bit of electricity someone in the house maybe got a new games console for christmas just unplug the appliances if you can at night not only is it safer obviously it means that you'll save a little bit on the electricity as well as i said the issue isn't as bad as it used to be but every little helps and if you are going away for a few days at christmas i'd unplug everything so even the router the kettle the microwave absolutely everything just be mindful of where you put the christmas tree as well i'm kind of always amazed you go into houses and they put the christmas tree like literally right in front of the radiator and you, you know you're warming the tree you're not warming the home so just be mindful of that and that goes as well for other times throughout the year so if you have your settee in front of the radiator maybe just look and see if there's a better place that you want it to be as i said you want to be heating the room not the settee or the christmas tree obviously switching energy supplier is a good idea as well if you haven't switched within 12 months some of the discounts have gone down in recent weeks but you can still get a discount of 10 percent or more by switching our gas and the electricity prices at record levels that could still save you around three to four hundred euro a year so that's nothing to be sniffed at and then finally do submit meter readings regularly so if you have a smart meter that has been activated this doesn't apply to you but if you don't like most households and most listeners you will probably get estimated bills uh, unless of course someone from ESP Networks or Gas Networks Ireland has come out to actually take a reading some of those bills can be wrong so they can be overestimated or underestimated but particularly during Christmas I think where maybe the energy surrounding the home can be a little bit different maybe we have guests over so it's up more so than usual or maybe you're going to other homes or maybe you're going on holidays over Christmas where it's less just submit a meter reading so that you're paying exactly for what you use because like I said you don't want to be overpaying but equally worse you don't want to be underpaying and then be hit with a huge arrears bill in maybe January or February.
Thank you so much for all those helpful tips, Tara. That actually brings us to the end of our Christmas special. So hopefully with all these tips that we have explored and discussed today, it will help some homes not have to resort to leaving coal under the Christmas tree this year. Well, mind you, with the price of fossil fuels this year, that may not actually be a bad present. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> so Dara, before we sign off, can you just give us a roundup of everything we discussed today in a nice little list so that people will know how to save money and cut the cost Christmas this year? Okay, so we were talking about gifts. So I think by experiences, oh, over tat that people aren't going to use and of course make a list and stick to us look at getting discounts and buying during the sales if possible but just be wary of some of those sales prices and sales tactics that you see secret santa chris kendall always a good idea but check out some of those apps which can actually make it more fun and which of course you can also let people know what gifts you actually want when it comes to decorating your home with the christmas tree do look into maybe a real tree over a fake tree as it's better for the environment and also when you're getting decorations maybe plan ahead because they will absolutely be slashed in price sometimes they won't even be slashed in price after christmas they'll be slashed in price two or three days beforehand so you know just maybe kind of bear that in mind Look at LED lights. They use up to 90% less electricity. Look at switching energy supplier. Mind where you put the Christmas tree. And when it comes to food, obviously make that list, but check your cupboards before going out so you're not buying stuff that you don't need. And don't be afraid of buying frozen fruit and veg. Thank you for that list. And I hope everyone makes sure to check it twice at Christmas. Thanks for listening to this month's podcast. If you want to learn more about how you can save money at Christmas, take a look at our informative festive articles on bonkers.ie. On our website, you will also find our top tips on how to reduce your energy consumption and bills in our range of energy saving articles, so you can start cutting the cost of your bills today. A huge congratulations to Saoirse Mack, who has won a pair of tickets to see Westlife's Home for Christmas concert on December 21st in the Three Arena. If you'd like to be in with a chance of winning one of our other competitions, keep an eye out on our Instagram page for all our competition announcements. If you have any questions, comments, or Christmas money-saving tips of your own to share, reach out to our team on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Bonkers.ie podcast on your podcast app of choice. And remember, have a very Merry Christmas. Christmas.